0: Today's Issues continues on AFR with your host, Ed Vitagliano.
1: And welcome back, everyone. Ed Vitagliano sitting in for Tim Wildman today, who should be back in this captain's chair tomorrow. I'm joined in studio by Fred Jackson. And now replacing Chris Woodward, in a sense, is our very
2: own Steve Jordan. You can't replace him. You can only hope to follow him.
1: Yeah, I like that. Very nice. Nicely put. All right, Steve, we have a lot to cover. Yeah, so
2: a lot of stuff. A lot of stuff in. that you, you've, you've uh, promised that I would talk about. So yes. I, had to, <laughs> I was listening. I had to really get the, the books out and study so i make sure I, I yeah. knew what I, I could,
1: could talk about. Some of those stories, I couldn't remember which one brought it up in our story meeting, whether it was you or Chris. So I just had to ask
2: him. News right. is I, news, I, yeah. you know. Let's start here. I just want to talk, and we can just hit this and run, but give the latest of Ukraine. Now, we've been talking about Ukraine actually giving the russian soldiers and Ru- and vladimir putin more than he could thought he was going to get more than he could probably handle we are now hearing that the ukrainian military has begun to shell russian territory two russian towns which i will not attempt to present uh, to pronounce were evacu- were warned to tell people to get inside or evacuate because shells were coming and dropping on them so you know it so was there was there a reason why those
1: two towns were chosen, or those just the closest to the border? And as far as I know, Ukraine they were just could, what
2: what Ukraine could reach. Could reach. Yeah, it's punching back a little bit. Yeah, so. these
0: are communities on the eastern side of Ukraine, okay. which has a strong Russian influence already, even yeah. before the war. Yeah,
1: you know, I, I wonder how wise that is. I, I'm not a foreign policy expert, and don't would never try to tell the president of Ukraine what he should do or their military. But um, what I've been reading is that throughout Ukraine, the country has become united. Even the parts that are uh, mostly or majority Russian, Mm -hmm. they have really taken on a nationalistic view of this because they have friends and family members in the less Russian areas of Ukraine excuse me, who, who have been, uh, killed and or injured or forced out of their home. So I wonder how wise it is now to start shelling Russian towns. Do you lose some of that? If you kill some Russians, do you lose that potential, um, alliance with the Russian speaking? I
2: I, I think the calculation there is probably that, uh, they will, the people in Ukraine will blame Putin for what Putin has brought on, Right. um, and uh, I think Zelensky is hoping that by giving him a bloody nose and bringing this to Russia, the Russian people start going, "Wait a minute, this is like as if you know the North Vietnamese launched a, a missile on Seattle." Yeah, um, people would, you know, it, it would probably upset a lot of people over here, but it might galvanize that that country. Yeah. The other thing about Ukraine, mention this, and we can move on. But <clears throat> the White House is now walking back the walkbacks. Remember. Um, <laughs> Yeah. Uh, the, this, this is hilarious. Last, this last week, President Biden was accused of doing three things, saying three things that uh, were misspeaks, and the, the White House had to walk them back. One of them was that uh, the the American troops might be going into Ukraine because he was sitting, talking to the troops. He says, These are tough people in Ukraine. You'll see when you get there. Right. And um, <clears throat> so people say, Get there. You promised they weren't going to be there. Are they going to be in Ukraine? And the president, through his spokespeople and himself, said, Oh, no, 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 no. I meant. When we're training Russian, we're training Ukrainian troops in Poland. Yes, that's when you'll see. And just uh, yesterday, someone goes, "Wait a minute! Did we know we were training Russian troops in Poland? Is that a secret? Ukrainian troops in Poland? Is that is is that a secret?" <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes. That that was that because he was speaking. He was addressing the
1: president. Was addressing uh-huh. American troops stationed in Poland, right? And uh, yeah, so the question is now being uh, raised: Was he supposed to say that? <laughs> If, if we are, if U.S. troops are training Ukrainian troops in Poland, was he supposed to say that?
0: You know, one of these days I expect when President Biden is out at a news conference and opens it up for questions, you're going to see this big hook on the side.
1: <laughs> like the old TV shows, yeah, right? Hold <laughs> off
0: the stage. Get the hook. Get, get the, the hook. hook.
1: Well, you know, what our, our moms all said, if you, if you can't say anything nice, don't say anything at all. Maybe what they should tell the president is if you can't say anything true, (laughs) don't say anything at all because he sure is doing a lot of walking back.
0: And the last person to call on reporter-wise is Peter Doocy. Oh,
2: man. Do not.
0: Do not talk to that young man.
2: (laughs) (laughs) All right. Um, I heard you guys talking about um, some of the numbers that are coming up that Uh, perceptions, I guess it was, that Americans have that aren't real true. I wanted to play, this is from Jesse Waters' show last night. He's talking about the United States, American government is now making policy based on perception, I would say narrative, rather than the actual facts. And he has a couple of uh, examples of what we get wrong. I want you to listen to clip 12.
3: A new poll by YouGov asked people, What percentage of the United States is black? Their answer, 41%. We think almost half the U.S. population is African-American. And that makes sense if you consume a lot of media. The real number, 12%. How about Hispanic Americans? The poll shows that we all think that 39% of Americans are Hispanic. Way off again, only 17% of the population is Hispanic. How many transgender people do you think live in the United States? The people who took this poll estimated 21 percent of our nation's population is transgender. In reality, the number is one percent. How about gay people? We spend a lot of time talking about sexual orientation. With all that attention, surely that number must be high. Well, Americans estimated that 30 percent of their fellow citizens are gay. Wrong again. The real number is 3%. Now, is this starting to add up? The Democrats don't want you to know the real numbers because it would tank their entire agenda.
1: (laughs) Well, and let me let me first say that just because 41% of the country is not black, but 12%. We're not saying that's not important. We're not saying that 12% is not important. What we are saying, for any of those estimates, what we are saying is that most people are getting their perceptions from what the media talks about, Mm -hmm. and those perceptions are wrong. We're especially interested, since we've been talking about Disney and the Florida bill, we're talking about the uh, sexual orientation and gender identity. Actually, the percentage of transgenders in this country is actually lower than 1%. It's uh, it's 0.7%. I mean, it's, uh, it's... it's He was rounding up. He was rounding up. So, uh, but people are... Not that we want to round up transgenders. I just want to be clear yes. about that. That's right. And listen, these people, I, I want to make it clear because last segment, I got the the, the preacher anointing. That's the way I'm going to describe it. Uh, I do not want anyone to misunderstand. People who are transgender, people who are homosexual, are important to God. Yes. Just as important as people who are not gender-confused, and just as important as straight people, all right? God loves these people. They're made in the image of God. But all of us are broken to some extent, and that is what we're dealing with. Do we, uh, do we promote that brokenness as being wholeness? Okay, that's probably the best way I can describe it. But to Jesse Waters' point, people are uh, making policy decisions, Fred, you can jump in here if you want, People are making policy decisions and want the government to make these decisions based on what they think is true, and they're just wrong about the numbers. Well,
0: we'll just stop and think for a moment, and we talk about these issues uh, every day, responding to what's going on public policy-wise out there. Think of all the public policy decisions that are being made in favor of homosexual rights. Let's right. put it that way. We just talked about it in the last segment Christian florists, Christian photographers, Christian bakers losing their livelihoods right. over this. 3% of the population, uh, 3% of the population demanding that a Christian florist must supply flowers for a homosexual wedding. And with the state behind them, the state willing to put Baronel Stutzman, the florist in, in Seattle, out of business. Yes. And take her bank account.
2: I I think that's the issue, as well as the numbers are off. Mm. But the incredible power that we allow these activists to have, that 3% of the nation or activists on behalf of 3% of the nation can actually uh, scare a company like Disney into policy changes that really work against the majority of their customers, the family-oriented company. Right. There are far more families that want to go to Disney and enjoy Mickey Mouse without having to think about two Mickeys getting together, right? Than there are uh, gay activists, but but they can cancel you. They can yes. get bring all kinds of pressure bear. We've allowed them to do that, so yeah. I don't know how you take that power away, but I think that's that's kind of the, one of the issues here. All
1: right, I just wanted our I wanted our listeners to hear, especially now uh, Jesse Waters dealt with. Uh, A lot of misperceptions there, more than just the sexual orientation, gender identity issue. But I wanted our listeners to know what the real percentages were
2: Mm -hmm. for
1: conversation's sake in
2: the future. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Let's move on. All right. Um, So the House Select Subcommittee on Coronavirus uh, is uh, doing its work. Republicans on this committee have gotten a hold of a report through a, a Freedom of Information Act. They've found documents. That reveal a very cozy relationship between the Centers for Disease Control, the and the American Federation of Teachers and the National Education Association, the policymakers in the government that are talking about re- restrictions and mandates and vaccines, and the teachers' unions. The teachers' unions, in effect, they find, were given line by line veto power over anything that the government was putting out there. The the, the even the ability, ability to edit. That's what I mean. Edit yeah. line by line. They could change what they want. And and they have the, the government almost 100% of the time said, Fine, whatever you want. Well, Fred, let me ask you this, okay? This is not a sincere question,
1: okay? This is a tongue in cheek question. But if we were supposed to have been following the science mm. all this time, mm-hmm. why would teachers' unions be given the power to edit with this? What regulations the CDC put forth. The CDC is supposed to be involved in the science. Teachers unions are involved in political power and education. Why would they be given the ability to edit what the CDC said?
0: Well, you kind of just said it there, political power. We all know that the teachers unions give millions of dollars to Democrat candidates. Listen, a lot of people two years, more than two years into this now are understanding uh, that Decisions are not based on science. They're based on politics. They're based on power. You know, we had the teachers union basically deciding when schools open again. Right. Teachers union, not, not the CDC. I mean, if you could go back and see the whole spectrum of conversation, of discussions on public policy, about masks, with students wearing masks in school and you you start to look at the reality they they in some cases in these schools when schools got back remember the kids not only wore masks but they had plastic barriers put around them yeah why
2: yeah that makes no why? sense
0: at at the same time when they paraded out of school after school uh, in the afternoon the kids all were together
2: yeah so so, the virus is very smart. It knows when to attack, but it's not very athletic. It yeah, can't really jump over those barriers. You know,
0: but, and, and what happened, I, we often go back to Loudoun County and to Virginia. Parents just found out, wait a minute, they're not following the science. Right, They are not. And the damage, the damage which the teachers union contributed to, the damage to the kids, this is another side of it, Yes, of being not allowed to be with friends for a year being boxed up in their houses for a year the psychological damage that was done to kids not to mention they were put back almost 2 years in their academic progression
1: and these and and, and let's be let's be clear these are all are all critical years of yes. childhood development yes i mean when when personalities are shaped and your base of education is shaped and all this was messed up because of the teachers unions steve d- Is this yet another story, this one you just mentioned, in your opinion, is this yet another story that in the future is going to damage the credibility of the scientific community, do you think?
2: I I don't see how it can't, if it gets the traction, of course, now. So I don't know if Fox is reporting on this. We're reporting on it. But I don't have much confidence that uh, that NBC or CBS or CNN is going to pick this up. So how much anybody who knows and listens certainly will have those questions. Absolutely. All right. And speaking of... (laughs) Power. You remember the uh, school boards were coming after parents? Parents confront the school board about pornographic material in their kids' classrooms, about, you know, we had a story. Domestic terrorists. Right. And a story, I think it was yesterday, about the mom who's sent her daughter to school, and they were transitioning this girl to a boy at school without the mom knowing. Yes. Well, I think maybe one mom in Illinois might have found a way to push back pretty powerful way so this is a, a confrontation well it's a, it's a school board meeting in Lyons township in illinois and a mom came up uh and unhappy with what was going on in her kids schools and she said this each hear. of
4: you is personally liable for a predetermined amount stated in your policy for damages per claim this board has violated numerous state federal and international laws and many of your indiscretions will not be covered through this policy The allegations include practicing medicine without a license, bullying, bribery, imprisonment, violation of civil rights, violation of religious rights, pollution, humiliation, mental anguish, providing obscene and pornographic material to minors, and interfering with a child's attendance at school. That means you could lose your house, your cars, your job, your retirement. You could be facing time in federal prison for your actions. You have 72 hours upon receipt of this notice to stop coercing all forms of COVID-19 propaganda and all vaccine clinics on school grounds. Cease coercion and pushing CRT, LGBTQ month, demanding children to declare if they are transgender to participate in school activities and classes. Halt all enforcement of policies that require universal masking and masking without parental consent, including in classes. Remove all obscene and pornographic books and materials immediately. Remove all boys from the girls' locker rooms and bathrooms. Remove all girls from boys' bathrooms
2: okay basically what's happening is everybody that's a school uh like into the public trust has an insurance policy against harm so if somebody say like a, a bus gets into an accident and the school board hired the bus driver it's you, it's not really fair to come against the individual people on the school board they will be sued but there's insurance to take care of that every one of those charges comes with a deductible she has five six seven ten charges Each one would have its own deductible, she says. Plus, the insurance policy is not going to cover spreading child pornography around. Yes. And so what she's saying is, I'm going to take you guys to court and bankrupt you. Each individual member, you're going to lose your cars, you're going to lose your homes, you're going to lose your retirement. You will be ruined if you continue to ruin our kids. Bold. Yeah, Fred, that's a pretty big basket that
1: she had with uh-huh. uh, a bunch of things. She had COVID uh, things in there, uh, school clinics, masks. But she also had a number of these other concerns that we've been kind of talking about, the uh, transgender ideology, um, you know, the homosexuality, the, uh, the explicit content in the libraries that are available, sexually explicit mm-hmm. content that is available to students. She's basically threatening to to uh, I guess civil suits yeah. but also uh, see about criminal charges being brought I got to tell you I, I I'm I, I'm I'm not sure how I feel about her chances in in this but if I was on that school board I'd get a I'd get with a lawyer or the school's lawyer and say listen are we are, are, are we taking unnecessary chances here by pushing these kinds of uh progressive you know slash radical ideas on kids Mm can we really get in trouble
0: well uh i keep going back to loudon county remember what happened there in the last 18 months or so you had a case of a young man who assaulted a young girl in a school bathroom yes what did the school school board was made aware of it what did they do they transferred that boy to another school
1: he claimed he was a girl. That's why he was in the bathroom.
0: That's right. They they didn't go public with that. They just transferred him to another school. And he did it again. And he did it again. Now, if you talk about the potential for a lawsuit, that is certainly one case. Now, I, I'm sure the, the school is going to argue about the material that's in the libraries, etc., etc., of schools. Right. But... You know, the public really needs to see the evidence. They they hear the argument sometimes, but they really need to be shown. We're talking about this book, Mom and Dad. Look at the pictures in this book. Look at what's being suggested by a school counselor to a six-year-old. Right. That maybe Johnny or maybe Jane, you really want to be Johnny, we're going to help you. Don't and tell not your tell mom. You, not
1: tell your parents. And, and we're
0: not going to tell your mom and dad. I mean and you, you you know people may be listening right now that never happens oh yes it does it does which is why they brought in that law in Florida
1: right it's it happening in, in, in increasingly yes. shocking numbers yes but this and you know this is sometimes you'll have these news stories where a parent will come to a school board meeting <laughs> and read something that's in the library uh-huh. or that is being read in the classroom yes and attempts to read it to the school board members, and they shut the parent down. Yeah, We don't it's, want you reading that filth out, out it's in X public. Rated. It's
0: X-rated. <laughs> yes, it's
1: right. Well, that, you're reading it to my kids, or you're <laughs> right. getting my kids to read it.
2: Yikes. All right, Steve. All one, right, few minutes um, left. Yeah, you want to go with some headlines from the bazaar uh, and the? You know, you want to, Steve. I know I do. <laughs> <laughs> I want to go to the Babylon Bee. It's got some. It's got some pretty funny things uh, today. And of course, the Babylon Bee, as as you all know, is uh, one of the most trusted news sites in the world for fake news. It is a satirical news site, uh, and it is so it is so threatening that it has actually been banned from Twitter because of some of its stories. But here's a story that I didn't know about, but I didn't see this at uh, the White House press conference, but apparently when the cameras weren't rolling, Jen Psaki was reminding reporters that Joe Biden does not speak for the president of the United States.
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's classic Babylon B. <laughs> it and, is. And it's increasingly true that Joe Biden does not speak for the president of the United States, you know, who, who we suspect is Kamala Harris. <laughs> Yeah, right. And 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 that's, and that's that comes from Joe Biden himself on I, a I number think it of might. occasions. <laughs> it might.
2: Yes, it does, in fact. Um, how about this? Teachers who insist they're not teaching your kids about sex are also weirdly outraged by the ban on teaching your kids about sex. That Now, that is
1: very insightful. <laughs> you yes. know,
2: right? Yes, yes, if you're not really doing it, why do you care if there's a law banning it? Yeah. Yes. I that's
1: like right. it. And I'll tell you one thing. I know you get some more here. Uh, but that's one of the things that I love about the Babylon Bee. They are funny. They are bizarre, the satirical we- uh, uh, headlines and then the stories. But they are, like real good satire, they reveal truth
2: about these issues. Mm-hmm.
1: That's an excellent point.
2: Yeah. And uh, sadly, Alejandro and Shelley Robles were excited about a uh, gender reveal party. They had to cancel it because, well, neither one of them are biologists. So they really <laughs> couldn't reveal a gender in no way of knowing
1: <laughs> that that was that was one of the most absurd things I've heard in a long time. you're talking about Katanji Katanji Brown Jackson, yep, not Jackson Brown as you like to refer to her <laughs> oh, uh her not being able to define what a woman was that that was one of the silliest things I've heard in a long time. Her refusal she can identify she does know oh sure, but she was refusing to say all right,
2: yeah, what else oh. Uh, <laughs> There's some that I really don't want to read on the radio that I'll show you later, um, but uh, <laughs> they're covering the Will Smith issue on uh, on the Academy Awards. If you remember, and 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 just briefly, ever so briefly, remind our listeners
1: if they have not been paying attention to the very important Chris Rock the Academy host of Awards. the
2: host of the Academy Awards made a joke at Will Smith's wife's expense yes. Will Smith took exception and came up and slapped him hard on the stage yeah. this is how 14 different well a couple of different news outlets handled that story Fox News reported the Oscars plagued by rise in black on black crime <laughs> CNN reported mostly peaceful oscars tried <laughs> to distract from January 6th commission <laughs> and, This is all
1: satire Yes
2: all satire OAN, if they hadn't stolen the election from Trump, this never would have happened.
1: (laughs) All, all courtesy of the Babylon Bee. So, uh, yeah, I I, uh, listen. That uh, Will Smith slap heard around the world. Heard around the world is the single most exciting thing that has happened at the Oscars in a decade. (laughs) Nobody's been paying attention, right? But they were able to get the world to pay attention to this one thing. All right, folks, that is all the time we have for today's issues today. More great programming is directly ahead on the American Family Radio Network. Lord willing, we will see you right back here tomorrow.